Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Welcome to today's program. It's two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. I got my channel vest on today. See this? Nobody does vests quite like you, Williams. I'll wear a vest probably 365 days out of the year. 200 days out of the year, I'm wearing a vest. <laughs> Not to your uh, daughter's softball game, though. God, and it, here we are. Should have known that it was going to be the lead story today. You really are getting a kick out of this, me. What outfit. are you doing? I'm coaching, man. I'm inspiring America's youth. What do you mean, what am I doing? Are, are those camo pants? Yeah, that's right. You look like I know you're wearing a Bret Hart shirt. It's the hit, but man. you're dressed more like the Big Boss Man. <laughs> you need a pair of handcuffs hanging off the side. They, uh, it's that athletic. Brand. It's called Fabletics. Do you know what I'm talking what? about? That's an athletic brand. Yeah, they're really comfortable. They're they're great. They're my favorite pair of sweatpants. And I, here's why I did it. Do the girls so, you know, respect you wearing that outfit? Me. Yeah, actually, you know, people around town, it's kind of getting around. A lot of people are saying that it's the best coach team in Bondurant Little Lake history. <laughs> the amount of talent we have compared to our record, it's like... Can I ask you... Many people are very impressed. Many people Why are, are you out in the circle with a player? Is that your daughter? No. She's actually on the other team. What's going on? So what are you the doing? kids, the kids get like a few pitches. And are you talking shit to the in. other team out there? No, that and then it becomes coach pitch. So after that girl pitches a couple times, then I go and pitch. I mean, we're talking about first and second graders here. That girl next to you looks like she's in fourth grade. <laughs> she is. She's she's big for her age. She's a third grader, I believe. I thought you said it was first grade. First through, well, it goes by. Hang on a second. Your daughter, what what grade is she in? Cammie's in second grade. But she looks like a kindergartner. She's playing against fourth graders? Third graders. It goes by your age, Chris. It doesn't go by what grade you're in. Uh, So, like, that's that's, that's your first mistake. I think it needs to go by grade. It's not my fault. I agree. I completely agree with you. So, our team is young. We're inexperienced, and I wanted to motivate them. You know, and they don't respect their coach clearly. Details. So the theme of Saturday was Brett the Hitman Hart, the excellence of execution. <laughs> the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Hart wasn't bigger than anyone. He certainly wasn't more talented, but he did all the little things right, Chris, and it turned him into a WWF champion. And that's what can happen with these young ladies if they pay attention to their execution. I told you this. You are damn way. it. We My won four zero. The Bret Hart speech worked. I, uh, you think I, Chris? What do you think I do? You think I just show up and screw around at these things? No, we're here to win. Okay, and I'm I think here to inspire you, America's youth, and that's what I did on Saturday. I think that you're trying to be the story. You're trying to be the star. You're trying to take the limelight away from these kids. So you dress in these outrageous, outlandish 
outfits, and then you become the story. It's a t-shirt and sweatpants. It's not outrageous. It's a pink Bret Hart shirt with camo. It's like it's super loose fitting with, with super wording. tight fitting camo pants. <laughs> You've got, you know, you got your bald head out there with your with your goatee and looks like 90s Oakley glasses. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you're right about the bald hair goatee and the Oakley glasses. Sorry, Van Wink, what were you trying to say? I was going to say, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, Williams, but my middle school growing up was Bret Hart Middle School. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. Not after the wrestler, but after the author. I made There's him an send author? me a, Yeah, he sent me proof of this. He went to Bret Hart Middle School. <laughs> That's incredible. It, like Van Winks, did people just run around just quoting Bret Hart all the time? No. I don't think anyone knew who it's he was. It's insane to me. Hassel, were you the... You I went to Macho Man Randy Savage Middle School. You were never a pro wrestling guy, right? Even like when it was hot? Did yeah, you ever when get I it? was a kid. Yeah, sure. Did you run around the halls telling people to suck it all the time like I did? Yes. Oh, my God. In fact... When oh it's Hart with an E on the end of the it. The Bret okay. Hart Broncos. That's incredible, Van Winkle. When I was in uh, eighth grade, it was right around the time. Just remember the NWO, obviously, and then the Wolf Pack, and the the NWO was white and black. The Wolf Pack was yeah. red and black. Oh yeah. I created a group called the Black and Blue, and between periods, we would all get together. In the hallway, we would basically lock arms and we wouldn't get out of the way for anybody. So we went down the hallway and just Dude. mowed people down, walking the halls of West Middle you School in Muscatoon. A terrible kid. And eventually, so many people wanted to join the black and blue. It got so big that eventually everyone was in it. That's kind of like so, the real NWO. It got too big. Like they, yeah. there wasn't anybody. Did you do the too sweet sign? Oh wait. Well, that was yeah. Obviously, too we we did it all. Sweet. We did it all, man. I was. Did I, you know that, that Ross and I had Kevin Nash on our show? Mm-mm. Yeah, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were coming to Des Moines for an autograph signing with X Pac. And Kevin Nash came on our show to promote it, and he broke like four FCC violations in like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was incredible. Jake the Snake Roberts did that to us too. We had a ton of pro wrestlers on during, my, during our time. Wow. I, I, look, listen, when I was in middle school, I was a huge wrestling fan, and then once I got to high school, I grew out of it, unlike some others. I haven't. I've, I've leaned into it. SmackDown's coming to Des Moines here in a couple weeks to Wells Fargo Arena, baby. Hopefully, gonna be there. We gonna Jesus. get front. We gonna get front row behind the announcers' table again. I hope so. Matt, you, do you no, have a you, picture of us? Do they still have the? Uh, it, was it is it the Spanish announce table that always gets just absolutely <laughs> bludgeoned? Oh God damn it! They just they just blew I, up the Spanish son announce of a bitch. table. <laughs> when um when Van Winkle was my intern, I bought us. Uh, tickets this is when matt was really into it i bought us tickets right behind the announcers at wwe raw in des moines i spent like 300 dollars a piece on these tickets this night we were on tv so much like by oh, the yeah. end of the night you had like 60 text messages like we were they like featured us and like it, it was crazy like it, we had a, we had a great time oh i i worked with you know i work still with the coach Todd Grisham. Yeah. There I know are. guys that were in that. Look at I would guys. love to. Would Todd Grisham come on my CW pod and talk to me about his career or the oh coach? Oh, my God. Y yeah, probably. I think it's it, great. Grisham's the craziest MFR in the world. Crazy. I feel like me and him would. I feel like I'd really like him. He works he at is, CBS. Um, he has done some freelance for us. Uh, Grisham has, um, 
now he mostly just calls his fights. I the last does time I saw him, what is his? Uh, no, he does he does stuff for DAZN. A lot of the he oh. does like the the like handicap boxing matches, where it's really? like a guy yeah. with one arm fighting some YouTube star. I've, I used to go to those down in uh, Leon with the little people. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Put off the cage. And they stuff. they got a lot of those in Estherville. I hear. Uh, I got. <laughs> the last time me. I saw Grisham, it was like right when things were opening back up during COVID. We met because he has a house in Orlando. We met like midway between where I live and Orlando, like Vero Beach or something. We go there. I get us a hotel. He buys the golf. So we go there to golf and just kind of hang out. And so we're, we, we golfed and then we're, we're going out having a couple drinks. He invites this girl to come up from down like in Miami. And they had kind of been boyfriend, girlfriend for a while. And he had been on the outs with her. Well, he invites her up. Keep in mind. I bought one hotel room, okay? We were sharing the hotel room. There were two different beds. Yeah. So it it gets to be... She gets there. She's hanging out with us a little bit. It gets to be... Was she a pro wrestler? No. Yeah. Oh, bummer. No. Um, A lot younger than he is, though. Um, So it gets to be late, and he, he... I think he, like, booked her a hotel down the street. Well... I'm like getting ready for bed, okay? And he goes, Chris, uh, Gigi wants me to ask you, and it's not going the way you think it's going. It's not going that way. Bummer. Gigi wants me to ask you if you would let us have this room and you go down the street and stay in the hotel I booked for her. It is raining outside. It's like windy. Six. It's 2 a.m. I paid for this hotel room. Okay? I said, absolutely not. You guys can do whatever the hell you want in this room. I don't care what it is. But I'm going to bed right now in this room. I will not be forced out of my own hotel room to walk out in the rain just so you guys can keep this one. And so they uh, they got their ass out of there and walked in the rain to oh, that to some shit hotel down the street. I thought they were gonna stay. No, no, they didn't stay. Wah, and so I, to this day, and it was the I think it's the last time he ever saw this girl. Totally Andy. cut her out after that, and he had the gall to try to get me to leave a hotel room that I paid for. That son of a bitch. That God of Jesus Christ. Shout out to our friends at Channel Seed and the Channel Seed Studio. We're giving our today's shout out to Iowa Agriculture. Did you know that hogs are the top livestock consumer of corn in Iowa? You know that? Hogs, they love the corn. Really? Yeah. They love eating the corn. 44% of Iowa's corn crop eventually becomes ethanol fuel. That's another good, great Iowa fact for you. Also, one more for you. (laughs) Got one more for you. Cattle are raised. Every county in the state of Iowa raises cattle. You believe that? Every stinking one of them. Shout out to our friends at Channel Seed and all the Channel Seedsmen out there. My dad's always been pissed off that there are too many counties in Iowa. Why, not, why, why is there so many counties here? There don't need to be this many counties. That's actually a decent point. I never thought of it like that. Don. 99 counties. Well, those those uh, cows eventually become meat, and that uh, goes to Fairway. All ties together, baby. More jobs, baby. <laughs> more jobs and go. more steak. Let's start with the Big Ten. Oh, my God. So, if you haven't yet, for our audience, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and those listening on the Iowa Everywhere podcast, 
You need to read the Pete Thamel story on the Big Ten that came out yesterday. Do you get as rock hard when you get to talk like TV networks and new TV deals as you do for realignment? Because it's kind of yeah. in the same vein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my wheelhouse. In fact, I've already talked. I, I did about 40 minutes on all this with Bloom last night. It was awesome. <sighs> so, like, and, this and you is know, really, really this. interesting. I don't get it because I hate it. I hate it. Okay, well, let me it. dumb it down for you, okay? I've, I've dumbed this entire story down to three points, and I'm not going to get into all of the minutiae. If you want that, you go and listen to me and Bloom. Even if you're an Iowa fan, we don't. It's we talk about this story from a broad basis, okay? On Sunday mm-hmm. nights, Bloom and I get into this stuff deep, something that really I can't do with you because you don't want to do that. Like, you, you don't care. It's I've not dumbed, that I don't care. It yeah, just I get upsets it. me so much pisses me off so much that I can only take so much. I want to dumb this thing down into three takeaways that I had from it. One, this Warren has always had a really bad reputation. Ever since he canceled the season during COVID, which is a big part of the story because the Big Mm -hmm. Ten still owes Fox $25 million from that season. Yeah, how about that? Um, So... Like, he's – I don't think this was a deal where he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Bears. Like, I think that he was pushed out, even if they won't say it. Now, that's just my opinion. Well, when it happened, it really surprised me because that does not seem like a a step up. No. Or even a lateral move. I completely agree. I feel like the commissioner of the Big Ten – is one of the biggest jobs in sports. Yeah. It's bigger than a president of a team. Of an, even even if it's an NFL team, so that that surprised me, and I I'm kind of I'm with you on that. Uh, two, this story. So part of some of the details of the story, they don't have a signed television contract with NBC yet. NBC mm-hmm. is supposed to have these primetime Big Ten games. This is what they paid that premium for, which is giving the Big Ten the richest television contract in college football history. The what we what we've learned here is what we've known forever but it comes to fruition here where these television contracts Chris like when they say oh the Big 10 signed this deal or the SEC signed this deal they're really paying for a handful of teams right because what happened here is Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State all basically said we don't want to play night games in November which that's a whole other topic that we'll get to. Yeah. NBC is saying, well, that's what we're paying this premium for. We're because not NBC paying. has the night game. There's they, yeah. they are in that time slot because it goes Fox at noon Eastern, CBS 3:30 Eastern, NBC gets the night game. And they and they draft these games every week. Okay? So it's like a snake draft for the fans like Every two weeks, that's why you get like, oh, Iowa State or Iowa is in two weeks. Their kickoff on the twenty third is an eleven a.m. kick on because there's a ongoing draft. And NBC is now looking at this, going, we can't have Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State in November. What? That's not what we paid for. Mm -hmm. And they're pissed because they they don't want to put Purdue and Northwestern on at that time. The other thing I find fascinating by this is that these Big Ten schools are so against night games. Like I've to never me, understood that either. I've never understood it. And I think it goes back, Chris, to just, well, it's, it's November. It's getting colder. We don't want to ask the fans to come out when it's dark and it's cold because it gets dark out early and then it gets colder earlier. That, I, I've, I've never understood it. I think... The bottom line is it's just something that they've always done, so they've always wanted to keep it the same. What's the matter? I was making an adjustment to my mic. Yeah, but, like, isn't it stupid, though, that you when you sign these television contracts, that's it. It's up to the TV now. Right? Like, do, do the Bears get pissed when... Oh, we have another noon kickoff. 
Jesus. No, like, right? You, right. you see what I'm saying? And it, it's like out in the Pac-12. These these people are like, well, we're valuable because we give you the late time slot. And then they all bitch about having to play in the mm-hmm. late time slot. We've seen this now with Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12 because of that Fox kickoff that's at 11 o'clock, right, where they always <laughs> put the premier game there. And then they're pissed about having to play in it. Ohio State wants to cash the $70 million check, but they – I think they're saying here, and I kind of get it, like, why in the hell do we have to play all of these night games when, um, let's say, Michigan State only has to play one? Like, we're tired of carrying the pail of water for everybody. And I just, like, this has always been a deal in the past, Chris, where, and we're seeing it in the ACC right now. They're starting to make adjustments where they're going to give Florida State and Clemson more leverage than the rest of the league. And... I, all I'm pointing out here is like if you're an Iowa fan and you're just you're sitting pretty and you well, we got this great TV contract. Iowa's got a great brand. Like I think if it came down to thirty, you guys would be a bubble type of team. Where I think if that it you came down probably, to what? Well, if it comes down to like a in twenty years where there's like a mini NFL and they're just taking mm-hmm. thirty teams, I think Iowa would probably be in that, don't you? But it would be close. Like you guys don't demand TV numbers like. Like they're, they're these other schools in the league, and my point is they drop you like a bad habit, and we're sure. seeing this right here because these other schools they're they're trying to work with this new Big Ten commissioner, but it's a total mess because NBC doesn't want to play Indiana and Rutgers in their primetime mm-hmm. game that they paid a premium for. And, this it, is and fascinating. if that ends up being the case, then NBC is not going to pay Correct. the amount of money that they agreed to. So it's going to be less money for all the schools, and that's that's another part of the problem. You, you mentioned how uh, the Big Ten still owes Fox $20, 25000000 million because Kevin Warren first canceled the season and then had a very scaled-down season during COVID. Well, the way these contracts are kind of falling now with some of these networks saying, hey – this is not what we agreed to, then that's going to be less money and it's going to piss off other members of the Big Ten as well. But that's that's kind of the thing. I mean, you you this is what you agreed to. This is where you're getting your money from. So, I mean, you just kind of have to, don't you have to just do what these yeah. TV networks want? If they paid for it and you're commissioner even though he was only there for a couple years signed off on it and that's what i hate about this too and and i feel like this is why you can't trust anybody anymore in these circumstances kevin warren comes in there and he's just thinking pie in the sky oh i can't wait and actually he he, i I think i I can't remember if he said it or if it was a report but they wanted to make he wanted to get the big 10 to 20 teams like what? So that's the goal of these new commissioners. Now, some of them anyway, we're just going to make this big splash. We're going to screw everything up, screw tradition. We are just going to get as big and make as much money as possible. And then I'm going to go somewhere else. And you know what? I don't even need to cross my T's and dot my I's because I'll just let the, the guy coming in behind me handle it. And this was especially negligent because so a little background here. Fox owns the majority of the Big Ten network. Okay. It's like mm-hmm. 51%. It's a small majority. And because of that, Fox has, you know, is a key stakeholder in the league. And they were kind of at the table on all this. Well, Warren went behind Fox's back and sold a Big Ten championship game that Fox had been paying, was part of their contract, sold it to NBC. Mm-hmm. So now they got to figure out who, it's like in 2026, it's the last one of this deal or whatever. But this is just mind-boggling because, I mean, we're months away from the season and this t- this contract, they'll get it done in some capacity. There's no doubt in my mind. But we're seeing some influx in there. And I, I just, again, like it just, the SEC is the same way. You know, Vanderbilt gets the same paycheck that Alabama does, but that's they're not paying for Vanderbilt. They're not paying for Mississippi. They're not paying for Mississippi State. They're paying for like four schools, and that's the way it is across the country. And it really rang true to me in this story because it's not like nowhere in there was like, man, NBC 
you know, they really, really want to get a Minnesota game. But hmm. P.J. Fleck is being a pain and won't play these night games. That's not how it works. It's fascinating to me. What's the matter? Been in the garden all weekend. My dog just Shout came Shout out to in. our friends at uh, Kenoyer Garden Center. They inspired me. No, you know, put to, put I, I think Van Wink garden. inspired you. I think you saw Van Wink slaving away on that uh, swing set for a month. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to show you what I can do with my... Look at that. Look at that garden I built. What are those? Pig troughs? <laughs> Raised garden beds. Did you follow like a plan for this or did you just wing it? I, you know, I followed a plan. Van Wink, why are you so quiet today? You're, you're, yeah, yeah, turn that up, Van Wink. Using a different microphone or something? I got my headphones on. Sorry. I've spent a lot of money at Kenoyer Garden Center in Ankeny here over the last month. And you all should too. Big time uh, Wait, who's that on the weekend. right? Huh? You just letting neighbor kids come in and screw yeah, around that is in your garden? Boy, actually, yeah, he's checking it out. He's like, "Oh, them are uh, strawberries you got there, Mister Williams." Um, we actually drove by the Grimes Canoyer Garden Center this weekend too, as I was going out to watch some softball, watch my niece Miley play. So get on out there, Memorial Day weekend. There's not a better time to. Get out and buy your plants. Get them in the ground. That one in Ankeny is off of South Ankeny Boulevard and Oral Labor. And then right on highway, uh, off of Highway 141 in Grimes, right across there from Toyota of Des Moines. So beautiful stuff. Get your plants in the ground. Get you some hanging baskets, all that good stuff from our friends at Canoyer. I planted a, uh, a flower over the weekend. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I've been, I have what you had last week. You planted a flower? A single flower? A plant. <laughs> a plant, yeah. No, there was one little plant that uh, it didn't make it. So I took it out, and I went to the, the garden center down the street. Six bucks. Oh, got a new Kenoyer. one. Put it in. Well, we don't have Kenoyers down here. We don't have fairways down here either. Did you, uh, did you even move this weekend? Did you sit on your ass and watch Oh, my God. You know, I, I've, I've learned a lot about myself the last few years. One of the things I've learned is that I, I really just love watching golf. God, really? Oh, my God. I watched every shot on Saturday and Sunday. Every one. It was amazing. Incredible stuff. Brooks Kepka. Oh, I love Brooks Kepka. Just tells it like it is. Just doesn't give a crap about anybody else. Looks like he, you know, half the time it looks like he hasn't worked out in six months. He's got a little belly going now. And he just won his fifth major. And then you have Michael Block, just a, a random tour pro from out in California. He's in this because of the PGA Championship. They let some of these guys in. Makes a hole in one yesterday. He was the story of the weekend. I mean that basically Williams it's like that's like you going out there and doing that. Can, Not really, but can you get CBS to give us credit for this or allow us to play this? Uh-oh. Are we going to get taken You're off gonna on YouTube? You're going to get us blocked on YouTube again, aren't you? That's okay. I I I give you the all right. I, we're crediting CBS. God Thank you. Now Thank I'm going to get all these emails. Oh jeez. <laughs> had a copyright violation, but you're not getting stripped of it. It's just the monitor. Oh my god. I told you just use still photos. Oh, my God. Now Williams is yelling. <laughs> it's all right. It, it was great, and I was in the it's running like again. It's like always a 50-50 deal if they, if they flag us or not. It kind of just depends. And Dave Zabolinski's pool that has, always has like 100 people in it. I was in the running again for a, a championship. It fell apart there on Sunday. Really fell apart on Sunday. But I just for love it. For some reason, and it's always been like, it, I know why, because it used to be during football season where I don't care. What the PGA Championship has always been the lessest, the smallest. Well, major because it was always the last one. Yeah, and the kind of the redheaded stepchild of the majors. But I I disagree. Now I the, the way that it's positioned, it's between the Masters and the U.S. Open. If I'm ranking my majors, I go Masters one, U.S. Open two, PGA Championship three, and those two are close, and then. The what is now called the Open Championship, the British Open. I I I'm not, I don't love the British Open. 
Well, it's never have the timing. You can't always watch it. Well, like, and I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm an American. I like my events in America. See, I, I, uh, I think the British Open has a little bit of that Formula One slash Premier League to it. Like we're all, we're all, all Americans are. I feel like we're interested in the European lifestyle. We Why are. Or we aren't. No, I think we are. Like I. Well, then why I is it my least Formula favorite major? One, if Formula One was an American sport, I don't think people would be interested in it. Oh, I, mean, I have, see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, we like buying the, like, European, like, gear and, like, there's a little bit of that. But we only do it once. I don't know. The, I like the Lynx golf. I like it when the wind's blowing 30 miles per hour and, the, you know, it's it's different. I like watching these it's guys. It's different, stuff. and that's that's great. I I like that it's different, but that's about it for me. There's just it, it's it's a weird brand of golf. There's no trees. There's a course like that in Ames. It's right I across know. from Jack Trice, and it is a bitch. Like what's that thing ser- called again? Coldwater. It is. Yeah, I went out there once. I mean, you go out there in the middle of summer, and those balls roll like, and they yeah, you do better not. Bring it like is a bitch. Fifty balls with you. Yeah. See, that's not. It's, it's terrible. Fun. It's no, it's How is fun that to fun? do every once in a while. It's fun. Losing a bunch of balls I mean, playing yeah, golf. You don't play it every day. It's yeah, just try something different, Hassel. You don't just like why do you just live your life just sitting there doing the same thing? All right. I'm just gonna watch golf all go build a garden. <laughs> I told you I planted a flower. Go build a playset. We went out to eat a couple times. Took the dog to the park every day. Walked the dog every day. I went to the beach one day. I went to the beach. I ran on the beach on Thursday. And my calves are still sore. You want to talk about a workout for your legs there, that, pal. Like that douchebag on like the 90s TV show, Jogging on the Beach. Yeah, that's me. The best part of our group chat is every weekend Williams and I are like, oh, we're doing these projects for our wives. We're building these things for our kids. And Hassel's like, yeah, I laid on my ass and watched golf all weekend. Went out to dinner. Or I'll send a picture of me at the beach. You know, it's it's the kind of life you guys could have led had you just not had kids. I actually respect that take. (laughs) I respect people who are just like, yeah, I don't want kids. And they don't feel the societal pressure to have them. I respect it. Thank you. So, keeping up with the conference stuff, um, Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12. Yeah, you excited about this? Reportedly on UConn's campus. Out in stores, Connecticut, chasing down a new potential Big 12 member. Hey. Best women's basketball program of all time. One of the top men's basketball programs of all time. The national champs. Then you have the football program. I didn't even know that they still had football until the story came out. Yeah, honestly, it was close to not even being a program anymore when... Bob Diaco ruined it. Yeah, they've kind of been... I I called his last game. Really? Yeah, when I was at ESPN, I did his last... Tell him you watched him growing up? Tulane went in there and just... Killed, and this was before Tulane was any good. The wave. And they smoked. There were about a hundred people in the stands. It is. It is a rough football program. It really is. So that's my question to you, as a Big Twelve guy. I know you have your sights set on being the greatest basketball conference of all time, and this would help. It would but help. Would you take that. would you take on that football program? Here's the thing is if UConn's never going to be good in football. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Like if they joined the Big Twelve, they're not they're a geographical outlier. I if I'm UConn, Chris, why would I I wouldn't go to the Big Twelve? Stay the only the reason East. you'd go is just for a bigger paycheck. Yeah, because they're like, getting, they're in the Big East, which is a, an incredible basketball conference. But we know football runs everything. And what what conference are they even in? Are they still? <clears throat> excuse me, are they still in the American in football? I've I've lost track. No, they're of independent. Where they went. They're independent. They're independent now. That's right. That's right. So my point is, if they leave, like think of what it would do. I don't think it would help their basketball. 
Like all of a sudden you're traveling all the time. Well, it, you know, it big, wouldn't help their basketball. No, the only thing it would no, help and, is their bottom like, line. They would make more money. A, and like I truly like I look at them as a basketball only school. It's like like yeah, they yeah. have a football program, but they're not paying those guys nil dollars. Now you're going to be like expected to try and compete in football. Like I think it would hurt their basketball program. I wouldn't do this if I'm the Big Twelve or if I'm if I'm UConn. I definitely wouldn't do it. It's not worth whatever extra money you would get. And no, the Big Twelve shouldn't do this. Wait it out. You're you're sitting there like you're the solid number three conference. Okay, nobody can argue that now. Read the stuff about the ACC. Pac-12 about ready to blow up. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to get four of those schools that are going to be really good fits. Wait and let everybody wait and let let the world burn. Let Clemson and Florida State go to the SEC. Let Virginia and whoever go to the Big Ten. And then you're going to be picking up like like real schools. You can get Virginia Tech. You can get Pitt. And you can fill out that side. And then if you want to add UConn, then do it. But don't rush to anything stupid now. No. Do not give UConn football a spot in the Big 12. People are already calling you watered down, right? Like, no, this is a terrible idea. I think that your mark is probably planting a few seeds, a few channel seeds, out there in stores. And I couldn't this be used as a move to pressure these Pac-12 schools to shit or get off the pot? Maybe, yeah. He does. I, I've been told multiple times, your mark's goal is to make the Big 12 the SEC of football or of basketball, where the next time a media rights deal comes around – he can sell basketball rights separate to Big 12 football rights and make more money. And it's actually it, really smart. If he could somehow pull off UConn comes in basketball only and stays independent in football. I would all, all about that. But think about this. Think if he would get Gonzaga basketball only, UConn basketball only, and then let's say you had San Diego State and Arizona. Hmm. I mean, I, selfishly, as How an many Iowa teams State fan, is that, though? What, what is that? What is that? Sixteen no. teams? I don't want in teams. basketball. It's just so big. These and conferences. You you need. It'd be we're really to hard for Iowa the, State in that league. To be honest. What do you mean? I mean, that's a really good league. Like somebody has to suck. Not all the teams can be good in these leagues. That's part of the problem. You, you know, like. Just because Gonzaga is good now, if they go to this new souped-up Big 12... That's kind of the argument against Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. Like, I, I still think it's stupid. Like, I think Oklahoma is going to bring, the next Arkansas. This is going to bring... Maybe it's Texas and Oklahoma. Maybe it's a couple other programs that are great right now or, or thought of as being great, like a Florida, like an LSU. Because somebody, somebody's got to be losing the games. Correct. I think Oklahoma so, takes a huge drop off, especially like would Oklahoma yeah. still make that move, Chris? Now with the playoff being the way it's going to be, why would you? It's definitely an easier road to the playoff if you would have stayed. Yeah, but it's a isn't it all just about money? They're gonna make more money. That's Great. all they so care you about. Can, okay, That's what it always that, goes to: money, 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 so money. You it can, does not matter. Pay your running money back is, coach a million Williams, dollars. Money is more important than winning to some of these, I would say, most places. But, like, here's my question. Why do fans care? Because, like, if an Oklahoma fan was watching right now, well, I mean, we're going to be making $30 million. You, you don't, that's like, what I don't get. It doesn't help like, you at I, all. I don't care that Iowa's making all this money. What, yeah. what does that do for me in the, in the Big Ten? The, I guess maybe better facilities? That doesn't um, help you. you. More stadium renovations. Are they are they lowering your parking? Are they lowering the price of a hot dog <laughs> in Kinnick Stadium? Is beer no. cheaper? They're not doing anything for the fans. This is so that the administrators can make more money, so they can pay coaches more, so they can. And half this money in college athletics is wasted anyways, because they're paying ex coach that they had to fire, and he's got a thirty million dollar buyout or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. so stupid. No, I don't I, want. Big, I'm with I don't you. want the I've, Big Twelve to have you. I've kind of always felt that way on player contracts or coach contracts. Like, wh- why do I care that the Yankees are paying Aaron Judge X amount of dollars if I'm a Yankee? Feel like wh- who? So what? 
There's no salary cap in baseball. You pay yeah, whoever not, the hell you want. It's not coming out of your pocket. Yeah, I don't care what somebody makes. And I don't care what Iowa's bringing in compared to Iowa State. Now, to some fans, I think that is a point of pride because they can talk shit about their brother on the other side of the state that isn't bringing in very much money. So they have to build a terrible-looking bridge. Excuse me? (laughs) Think how much better that bridge would be if you were getting Big Ten money. Just think about if that bridge existed in Iowa City, what your basketball attendance could be. <laughs> you telling me they're know, not Chris, getting their they asses still, out of the dorm to cross that bridge? They're not crossing that bridge for, for the men's basketball team. We could tell you that. We need to keep track of the great the attendance excuses at Carver-Hawkeye over the years. Just keep like a little list, an ongoing list. It's so good. I love it. Oh, it's it's it's, it's a long time favorite, and it keeps getting longer. Yeah, I, I no. My answer is I don't want this. I, in fact, like I, if they don't get those four Pac-12 schools, like I don't want them to do anything right now. Let wait. You have a great contract. <clears throat> You're number three right now. Just be content and let everybody else burn their own house down, and then you go and pick up the trash, and that's going to be a lot better than any of the stuff that you could get right now. That's the problem is do. that's not where these con- these conferences have gotten ahead by doing this, you know, three steps ahead type garbage. This stuff yeah, but, in the middle of the night without anybody else knowing. That's you're getting knowing. Texas and Oklahoma to jump or Nebraska. Like, this is UConn. Yeah, I know, but you're running out of major programs. If I were your Mark, I would just play the political game and just plan a bunch of misinformation to get somebody to make a stupid move and then let these things blow up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I just, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that if you wait five years, the PAC 12 and the ACC are going to be splintered in some capacity. And you know what? Like it could be the other leagues too. I know nobody ever talks about that, but at some point, and we're starting to see it, this is why I thought the Thamel story was so interesting. Ohio State looks around and be like, hey, we're carrying the lunch pail for everybody here. Like, how long will that happen until they go to the Big Ten and be like, hey, we need unequal revenue sharing? I don't know. It could happen. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are you uh, laughing at? Elliot is right. Well, half right. He says, oh boy, pool boys are using a drill. Did you hear that drill in the background? <sighs> it's, this is, it's almost done. In fact, this could be the last week for construction here. They are now, before they can finish the pool, Williams, they have to put the fence back. So now I've got a guy, I'm paying 1500 bucks for them to put the fence back that they had to tear down to get the equipment in there anyway. You hear that? Oh, yeah, I heard that. That's the sound of my money going away. Hey, you just lectured me. I chose kids. You chose to put in this pool. I did. You didn't have I'm to. using the money that I would have spent on kids to uh, build a pool. But it's it's really hard, like... To make decisions like that. Well, we got we we have to tear down this fence if we're going to get our big construction equipment in there. So then you have to pay them to tear it down. And then you have to pay them again to put the fence back. Just to get back where you started. You understand? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You're, you're probably saying, well, if I was there, I would do all this myself. I would not. And I'm a real not. man. That would be Matt. Matt would Matt would do the fence himself. I don't think he could do the pool. He would definitely do the fence. 
all by himself. I wouldn't touch that project. I don't know Screw that you guys them. realize the... Uh, it's different. The soil's different down here. You talk to your channel seedsman. Uh, it's not, not like rich. putting a fence up in Bondurant. Well, I always notice when I've golfed in Florida how like thin the grass is compared to Iowa. It's so well, much easier to hit out of the rough in Florida. And it's not it natural. None of it's natural. There's no natural grass down here. There, there, we wouldn't be any grass if we didn't put it there and water it. It's all for show. Because of the it's all soil. I'm living on a. I'm basically living in sand. It is very sandy dirt. You're right. I hadn't thought about it that way. Sandy dirt. Wasn't that the name of the first female uh, dirt track racer? <laughs> what? Um, Elliot also points out that it doesn't strike him as the most efficient crew that's building this pool for you. I mean, they've been building this thing for like four months. What the hell? Well, that's Williams. That's what it takes. They they laid out the plan and how long it would take, and they are like right on time. Really? Yes. From the get go, it was like June first was the completion date. Will and you that's spend what it more time going to be at your pool or the beach? After Will this we complete it? Oh, yeah, definitely we're... pool. Definitely pool now. Just had enough. You of kidding the beach? me? Well, because I first of all we paid for it. So we're gonna use, we're gonna want to use that more. Second of all, you know me. I just like sitting on my ass at home doing nothing. And you could be naked. True. You got a pool house? Uh, no pool house. No. Get on that. Well, you have a pool boy. Uh, no pool boy. I'm the pool boy. I'll be fishing out the the, the dead iguanas from inside the pool. So back to the. Um Watching that Iowa State tennis thing the other night, you know where that How'd guy, get... the commentator, because the ball boy, I, all I could think about was oh, Kramer, yeah, Kramer. <laughs> at the U.S. Open when he's doing like the barrel rolls and he's like the the greatest ball boy of all time at that tennis. That's all I could they're think. Kramer, about. they're called ball boys, not ball men. And then he he gets shot by that the the machine that shoots the ball. Remember he's. <gasps> <laughs> Bunch of graduation parties going on around me. Here's the problem. So I'm making all these runs to Kenoyer yesterday. Maybe like three of them in my truck. And I'm all dirty. I smell. I mean, I was just rank. And then you just see all these people in their graduation dresses. They're, you know, they're dressed like it's Easter Sunday everywhere these neighborhood parties and then you got me just a piece of trash driving beside them i think i've had enough of graduation season i think i'm ready for it to be over yeah what do you think of graduations well it's always interesting when you don't like see the kid very often or you're like maybe i haven't seen this kid in 15 years and then they're like hey i want some money see that's why you're, you don't you don't make friends that's this is why you don't make friends, Williams, because you, then you don't have people pestering you about going to graduation parties. We got a graduation invite to a kid that I've never met. Oh my god! Lives like seven hours away. I've never met this kid. I have not seen this kid's parents in probably close to twenty years. That's not right. That's not right. I'm sorry. Would you send him but anything? I will say the only thing worse than having to send something to somebody that you don't really even care about would be having to attend that graduation. Have you so been to awkward. a graduation lately? Oh, congratulations. Who are you? Oh, yeah, I knew your mom in college. I, I'm talking about the actual ceremony. Have you been oh, to one God. lately? No, absolutely not. I was the last one I went to was my wife's at vet school. Apparently, these things have gotten out of control. I, I work with a guy who just went to the Syracuse graduation. His brother was graduated from Syracuse. Potential took, Big 12 school. <laughs> it took an hour and a half for the name calling. Oh, God. You know, they start in the A's, they finish in the Z's. It's an hour and a half for that. <sighs> and then he said it was two and a half more hours of other stuff. 
the commencement speech, the uh, the smart kid who thinks he's going to change the world. Oh yeah, the cum lattes. <laughs> I mean, okay, this should be like a student only thing. We should no longer be expecting friends and family to show up to these things. If it's four hours long, are you kidding me? Miserable in this crowd. What is there? Can you think of anything worse to do with your Saturday than to have to go? And a lot of these places, like if we're talking high school graduations, we're going into gyms that don't have air conditioning, and it's packed. At least the high school ones move along. You know, and you've got, do they? Well, I mean, where I'm from, it's like there's only like 70 people in a class. What the hell is that? <laughs> you got a tornado siren going off at Oh hassles. my God. I'm telling you. The, the, this thing is going to be done in the next week. And then you're going to miss it. You're going to miss these noises, these random noises. I'm going to move my podcast studio out to the pool house. That Van Wink is going to have me build. Good God. So this is them just putting the fence back. <laughs> Sounds like they're working on my teeth. I think Hassel's getting abducted. The aliens are here. <laughs> yeah, the alien just said, bend over. We're going to stick that probe on in right now. I'm going to do that first. Then we'll take you. It's a weird thing. What, the anal probes? Well, two things about it. One, that you you find a way to bring it up in every show. <laughs> it's just bizarre to me. And two, it's like, like Dace is, with sodomy. Yeah, you're turning into Dace. Good Dace work. brings up sodomy on every show. I bring up anal probes on every show. Why is it that every alien encounter or alleged alien encounter why, is something? So, yeah. he, here's why, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> This is worse than Mediacom Internet. Uh, here's why. Because it's screwballs like you who believe in this stuff and that think that you're getting abducted. So it's the, pe- it's the people that are they're that messed up. They think aliens exist. They think that... they. Th- God, would you... I'm going to have to yell at this guy in a minute. If you're hey, that screwed up to think, job. I'm doing a show yeah, in right. here, <laughs> and it'll charge me more because it'll take longer. It's the the people like you who claim to be abducted. The, that's where those stories are coming from. I've never. It's not from the, the the people like me who don't think I'm because I'm making fun of the fact that these people are that insane. They think they were abducted by aliens. Well, what do the aliens do? They didn't kill you. They didn't take you to a faraway planet and leave you there. No, you're here. What's going on? Well, they, they did stick a tube up my ass. Why? I don't know. You tell me. I don't, maybe the aliens are all perverts. There's, I think there's a common thread. That thread is is it sickos like you believe this stuff happens. And then you spread this info about the anal probe. Did you get the, Matt, did you get the Mike Malone quote on graduation season? If you didn't, it's okay. We, I think we I think we had this because the Nuggets coach Mike Malone. I really like this guy. I, I uh, This was an all-time quote. Yeah. I'll let you read it, Hassel. This, you sent this to me. Yeah, this was like, he's the Nuggets coach, and I think this was between game one and two. He said, he, he said he went to his daughter's graduation, and he goes, three hours, I'll never get back. But it was great to be there and see my daughter walk across the stage. I'm probably in the minority. I'm not a huge fan of graduations. I think you're supposed to graduate high school. But I do love my daughter, Caitlin, very proud of her. But it started raining, sitting there at Red Rocks. It's raining, and I'm saying, we're playing the Lakers tomorrow. But it's all good. Happy graduation, Caitlin. You know what the worst part about graduations is? It doesn't matter if you're at like a college one where it takes an hour and a half or if it's a smaller high school. There's always the group of people, and you know they've gotten together and they're like planning on something to yell oh, when the Jesus. person gets introduced. Yes. And then they're, and then they like look at each other to see the type of reaction that they're getting. They're <laughs> so excited. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, you know, and then it happens for the hundredth time, and people are just like, oh, "Shut God. up!" Oh, and like he said, this was his daughter's high school graduation. You're supposed to graduate high school. Like, is that really an achievement? Graduating high school. All, all they want to do is they they want to put the kids in the assembly line and just run them through high school. You're not going to get held back. Like that that was all a myth growing up. Remember that yeah. your parents would tell you extra year. Yeah. The your parents would well if you don't uh, if you don't do your homework, if you don't get an A, they're going to hold your ass back. And then you're going to you're going to be in school with those kids that are younger than you. All your friends are going to move on, you're not. No. They would never they would they won't hold you back. So I remember they had a graduation for my elementary school. And I couldn't believe it. It's like I remember talking to my mom about it. Like, what? Why? Why are we have? I thought I didn't think we did a graduation ceremony until you graduated high school, at least. And then and they she throw said, the "Oh hats. well, no, it's a good, it's a good uh, um, momentous moment for you, and it's a great time to just celebrate all the great things that you kids have done." I was like, you "Well, were I think horrible it's horrible in high school." Nobody wanted you back. They were all glad that you were leaving. I'm t- I, this was elementary school, Williams. Oh, fine. That too. A fifth grade graduation. Bloom Bloom was at one last week. His son was the, the preschool. See, and that's where it sickens me. It my daughter, sickens me to my, my core that they have preschool and kindergarten graduations. My daughter is terrified next week because she just doesn't like like being in the spotlight. The same one that has her own podcast. <laughs> um, and she has to do this deal where they, so she's going from second grade to third grade, but she moves elementary schools like across the street. And they make like this big deal where they do like a walk. It's like a ceremonial, like you're, you're moving from one school to the other. <sighs> and she's been fretting about it for like two weeks. Dad, I just don't want to do this walk. They're all going to be looking at me. What if I trip? Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, sweetie, don't let that anxious brain of yours take over. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little gummy, and then you're going to... I'm kidding. I'm kidding, people. Everybody <laughs> calm down. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I, I... Oh, last thing I wanted to get in, and this is probably going to piss a couple people off, but I have to say it. Oh, good. This, okay. This Phoenix... Um, WNBA coach. Uh-oh, are you going in on Brittany Griner? Well, All right, no, so, I'm not going in. Send on, the alert. I'm not going in on Brittany Griner. Like, I'm glad she's back, all this stuff. This this, this coach saying that she, she was, like, pissed after their game because she expected there to be a sellout for Brittany Griner's first game back. Oh, my God. It's like, take the temperature, lady. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I'm glad she's back. It's great. I'm glad that Brittany Griner's back. You've never sold out a game before, and, like, she's this deeply, like, polarizing figure in our political culture now, and you're going to lecture your fans for not selling out a WNBA game? It was, come it on. It was great, but, like, honestly, come on, L.A. Like, we didn't sell the arena for BG. Like, I expected more, you know, to be honest, right? Like, it was great. It was loud. But um, how, was, how was it not a sellout? Oh my god! Oh, so, so they were on the road. It sounds like in I L.A. They were in Phoenix. Okay, that's good perspective. So she expected everything that's going on in Los Angeles weekend for for that to be a sellout, and she's going to lecture WNBA fans over this. Come uh, on! Don't even get me started, Williams. Don't get me started. Don't you do it? I I think that's ridiculous. Like, so what? Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't even a polarizing take. It's like, I mean, how many regular season WNBA games ever sell out? This is the same. This is probably somebody that also, why? Brittany Griner should be making every bit as much money as Kevin Durant. Why would Kevin Durant make more money than Brittany Griner? You're exactly right. I've been fighting this war, and then you have to tiptoe around it so people don't call you sexist, but it's really economics, and it's like, yeah, I get it. That just was like, that's very tone deaf, and I understand, like, that, but, like, come on, like, she, 
whatever side you take on this, like she's the in the middle of this like culture war going on. Like to I, you know that felt very forced to me on Friday night. And even if it wasn't political, did we lose? That's our a man really Hassel? weird place for Hassel to freeze. You know what? The pool guy's probably dug into his internet line. You're probably right. <laughs> well, I feel like it's a good time for us to stop anyways. You get into the Brittany Griner conversation, it's like, yeah, we should probably just blow this thing up. Appreciate all of you watching live on YouTube today. You're right. I bet they cut his internet cord. I, I thought he didn't have, like, an actual internet. Didn't he use, like, wireless, like a AT&T thing? He's always giving you crap about that. I don't know. Good work today, Matt. Good show, guys. <laughs> Elliot says, no, we want to hear what he was going to say. So do I, but he's gone. I don't know what to do about it. We're past time. Appreciate Maddie Van Winkle, Aiden Wyatt sitting in. You'll see a lot more of Aiden here in Iowa everywhere coming up this summer. For our friends at Fairway, Channel Seed, our friends at Circa, Sports, Iowa. My name's Chris Williams signing off here on Iowa Everywhere. Hey, wait, I'm back. The hell happened? I just I literally just told everybody goodbye. Well, you know what happened? Did they cut your internet? Yes. My wife just came storming out of her office. She just got Did she go and cuss at him? She's gonna. Alright, get out of here. Have a good day. That's it? That's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. That's all she wrote. I already what? told everybody goodbye. I didn't even get to finish my thought. I had a great thought on Brittany okay, Griner. Give us the great thought. Give us the no, great thought. I'm just thought. kidding. I don't have anything more. All right. He's Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you on Thursday. Iowa everywhere.